0: Hi, I'm Larry Gifford. I have Parkinson's disease. This is when life gives you Parkinson's. Say hello to my dear wife and partner in Parkinson's, Rebecca Gifford.
1: Today's episode will be a little different. We want to update a few of the stories we've shared on the podcast. And frankly, was inspired by the update on Joy Milne and her super smeller.
0: We're getting lots of reaction to last episode. Three-minute test to diagnose Parkinson's, like banner headlines. Uh, If you haven't heard it, we do encourage you to go back and listen. But if you don't have time for that, we get it. Here is a brief three-minute and 30-second recap produced by the University of Manchester called Nose to Diagnose.
1: The first voice you'll hear is Joy Milne, who we first met in Kyoto at the World Parkinson's Congress.
2: Strangely enough, when I waken up in the morning, I don't open my eyes, I smell what's around me. People accept the whisky nose and the wine nose, the perfume, etc. But I have a medical olfactory library from nursing. Les and I had been married and uh, we met when I we was 16, but uh, this was when he was 31, 32. I noticed a strange change in his smell. Twenty years later, we went to our first Parkinson's meeting and very much to my surprise, I realized that the other people with Parkinson's in the room smelled the same as Les. I said, you know that smell that I've told you about? They have the same smell as you, but there are different levels. Some the smell is stronger and some is weaker. Monty Silverdale is a consultant neurologist at Salford Royal
1: Infirmary.
3: So, Parkinson's is a condition which causes a progressive damage to nerve cells within the brain. And it can cause a wide range of symptoms, including mobility symptoms, what we call motor symptoms, such as tremor, stiffness in the limbs, and also difficulty with movement. And it can also cause non-motor symptoms, such as memory problems, mood problems and pain. Well, we all have our protective oily substance on our skin, which is called sebum. And sebum contains a a variety of lipid chemicals which underlie body odour. And we know that the composition of sebum can change in the presence of a disease and that can lead to an alteration in body odour. But interestingly, nobody until now has really used sebum as a a way to diagnose a disease until we set up a a large research study running across many centres around the UK and using the NHS Dendron Research Network we were able to take skin swabs from people with and without Parkinson's disease and analyze the sebum here at the University of Manchester. And what we showed is that there are subtle but important differences in the chemical composition of sebum in people with Parkinson's disease.
0: Eridite Jena is a postgraduate research student at the University of Manchester.
4: Basically, the gas chromatography separates out the various molecules present in the volatile compound and sends it downstream into the mass spectrometer, where we can look at the mass-to-charge ratio and identify these molecules. Joy sits at the olfactory apparatus and whenever she smells something familiar, she clicks on the clicker and then we can see which exact molecule it is that is causing the odour on the mass spectrometer. And these molecules are basically your volatile biomarkers for Parkinson's
3: disease.
2: For Les, as a doctor, once we had discovered this, he almost became the old Les again. He was investigative, he thought about what it meant. The night he was dying, he made me promise that I would continue and I would do this research. And I have to say, it has paid off. I mean. It is wonderful what the group have done, and he would be very, very proud of how they have worked with it. It is uh, tremendous.
0: So, this non-invasive test, swiping your back with a Q-tip and having the mass spectrometer weigh the different molecules, there's now a test that takes just three minutes to accurately diagnose if you have Parkinson's. Reaction to the story from listeners was swift Cindy was the first to leave a voicemail online at speakpipe.com slash when life gives you Parkinson's.
2: I believe this research because two years ago, I started having a smell on my own body. And it was a smell like extra body odor, and I couldn't figure out why. And then two, a year later, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And I feel like Parkinson's has created that scent for me. I find this research very interesting and very
1: believable. And then we heard from Carolyn.
4: Hello, greetings. This is Carolyn from Tampa, Florida. Thank you, Larry, for using your superpower to amplify the great news from Joy and Professor Barron and Joy's work in honor of Les. The news, your ending quote from Muhammad Ali, all brought tears of joy to my soul, and a heart swelling with hope. Thank you all. In gratitude, Carolyn.
0: These are the kind of breakthrough moments in Parkinson's research that should all give us hope. You weren't here last episode, Beck, but I'm sure folks will be interested in your reaction.
1: Honestly, this is one of my favorite Parkinson's stories. I find it hopeful because it goes... From a lovely woman who we had the pleasure of meeting, Joy Milne, an improbable ability and all the skepticism she faced in the beginning, to putting their heads down and doing the research with the scientific community, and then to proven science and diagnostics that will help the Parkinson's community and the many who haven't even been diagnosed yet. Mm-hmm. I was at a fundraising event this week for the Western chapter of a new organization through Parkinson Canada called Women for Parkinson's. It was created to support women in the Parkinson's community as well as women researchers. First of all, I want to say a big thank you to friend and fan of the podcast, Carlotta Lee, and our podcast sponsor, Parkinson Canada, for organizing the event. I was actually privileged to meet some of the lovely folks from Parkinson Canada that night. It was the first time in person. At the event, several people brought up this episode and their fascination with this story. People are talking about it, and that night, it was particularly apropos because two women are at the center of developing this new technology, a care partner and a researcher, Professor Barron.
0: It warms your heart that they were able to work through the the system and, and like, through all the naysaying and the oh, pff, that's absurd! You can smell Parkinson's.
1: It's a research success story. Yeah,
0: it's really, it's really powerful. Very hopeful. Um, how am I smelling today?
1: You are freshly showered <laughs> and very <laughs> smelling very clean. But I do remember, like some of the callers and some of the people bringing up this story to us, that you before Parkinson's and even now sometimes smelled differently i do remember noticing a difference in your bo for lack of a way to put it like dude you had a little bit more i guess and i started gently encouraging you (laughs) to put do you need more deodorant do you need do we need to buy you some new t-shirts i was throwing some of them out I just thought you were getting older and things were changing, but now we know it likely was because your sebum was changing.
0: Yeah. yeah, It really gives a whole new meaning to Parkinson's stinks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In July, we introduced you to Jim, Steve, Mike, and Darlene. The first three are men with Parkinson's crossing Canada from Victoria, B.C. to St. John's, Newfoundland, while Darlene, a care partner, drove the RV and kept them current on their meds.
0: After 85 days, 250,000 doses of levodopa, and nearly 8,000 kilometers, the Spinning Wheels Tour Canada wrapped up Saturday as the men's dipped their front tires into the Atlantic Ocean. Yay! The tour was heavily covered on radio and TV across Canada. These guys did an amazing job. They had fun. They were asked some interesting questions. They gave some interesting answers. And this is just a fun sample of some of the odds and ends. And you can catch the full interviews on their YouTube channel, Spinning Wheels Tour Canada.
1: There's no cure for Parkinson's disease, at least not yet. But a group of Canadian cyclists are trying to change that.
0: Awesome news. The spinning wheels tour is going to be going across this country and we want to tell you about it.
5: Um, I hated cycling. We're joined by two of the cyclists. We have Jim and we also have Jim Redmond yep. and Sila Heisman. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
6: Oh, thank you very much for having us. Um,
7: Right now, uh, Parkinson's is uh, is sort of running rampant.
1: Uh, wow. And it's personal for all of the cyclists taking part. Each one is living
6: with Parkinson's. You know what, I got hooked on cycling.
0: We have Jim Redmond and the rest of the team, it looks like, behind you. Good morning, you guys. Thank you so much for being with us today.
6: Oh, good morning. Thank you for having us. The riders hit the road about a month ago and
1: arrived in Winnipeg today
6: here in winnipeg we're doing an event with u-turn parkinson's
1: they began in victoria bc near the end of june and stopped near waterloo town square this morning
5: we're hoping to hit every province and uh, interact with people to let them know about parkinson's it's the fastest growing neurological condition
6: parkinson's disease is 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 tough and uh, we just we think that building a community gives people hope
2: Will they continue their journey east tomorrow and hope to be in Newfoundland by mid September? In Toronto, Audra Brown, City News. Guys, welcome to Peterborough soon this afternoon. But I want to quickly ask you where did this idea come
6: from? Well, you know what, uh, Nor, are we, um, and first of all, thanks for having us. Um, we uh, we decided that uh, we needed to get out and talk to people with Parkinson's.
2: Well, you guys are doing quite a bit of cycling there.
6: Uh, we had a, uh, a meet and greet at Memorial Park in Mississauga. Rode in from Hamilton. We had over 30 riders, uh, and the majority of them with Parkinson's disease.
8: Welcome to CP24 Breakfast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Thank
6: you for having uh, us.
5: Steve and Jim, you are joined actually en route by uh, a couple. Yes, uh, our, our
6: awesome support uh, crew. Mike Logren and his wife, Darlene Richards-Logren. Mike also has Parkinson's disease, and he's riding with us a few times a week for exercise. And then uh, Darlene is the, uh, the one caregiver with three people with Parkinson's, and she drives the RV.
7: And, and uh, Darlene, frankly, does everything else. <laughs>
6: Yeah, uh, if we're not for Darlene, we'd some be somewhere in Saskatchewan uh, right right now, uh, trying to find new Brunswick. It's
8: amazing. They're, it's an amazing group of people. These guys are riding. They did ten days. They did thirteen hundred kilometers in ten days straight. The last little stretch, they're they're pouring their hearts into it, and it's it's just been really
3: fun.
5: Right here, spinning wheels tour. They've gone halfway across this country. I think that's just a tribute to the good support team they got with them, keeping them going. Another belly ache in the physical ailments, and yada yada yada. I miss my family. I miss my dog. Get moving! Get moving!
0: SpinningWheelsTour.ca. We are joined by Steve Eisman and Jim Redman. How are you guys?
7: Great, although uh, with that introduction, I'm I'm increasingly tired. (laughs) Yeah, right, we're good,
5: thanks. (laughs) What made you decide to cycle from coast to coast?
6: Wow, you know what, that's a really good question. Sometimes I ask myself that while I'm cycling up the mountains.
5: We are so excited
4: that these men and one one woman has arrived in Cornwall safely. That's the big thing, safely. Um, I think they can quote now that they've done over 5,500 kilometers and they have 3,200 kilometers to go.
7: Um, when, we, when we stopped uh, to uh, look back on, on sort of uh, highlights of the, the uh, trip so far, what really ended up mattering most to us was the people that
5: we'd met. Tom and Virginia reached out to us and uh, they came and met us in Nipigon, and it was very inspiring let alone the blueberry shortcake that they delivered
0: <laughs> I was going to say I mean you're both living with young onset Parkinson's and your plan is an 8,000 kilometer cross Canada ride from Victoria to St. John's most people balk on riding to the grocery store and back
6: well uh you know what Roy we um, we were talking to with Parkinson Canada And they let us know that between 80 and 90% of people with Parkinson's uh, sort of go it alone. They don't engage in any formal exercise or any formal support
2: group. My understanding is that three of the four in your group do have Parkinson's disease. That includes both you, Jim and Steve. Uh, Your main message is how physical activity can improve the quality of life for those who have Parkinson's. So you're actually living that message right now. Explain that.
5: And we also—you're uh, also diagnosed with Parkinson's, but you lost the ability to ride, and you got it back. How did how did that happen?
7: I uh, discovered that uh, one leg wanted to spin circles and the others the other triangles all of a sudden.
6: Mm-hmm. We've uh, we've established a dopa which is uh, a, a track of all the medicine we're taking
5: to get us across the country. 103.3 Moose FM, Perry Sound, Georgia Bay. I'm Kevin Matheson. We're talking this morning with Jim Redman and Steve Eisman.
6: Spinningworldstour.ca. And uh, and there's a big donut button. Or donut. Donate button. <laughs> <Do-do-> donut.
2: <laughs> wow.
6: Yummy. Donut. Donut. <laughs> donut button. Donut.
5: Okay, so what was the idea, the reason behind uh, supporting Parkinson's in the first place?
8: Really? 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 Come on! Wow.
2: Wow.
6: Amazing. Wow. I was running and I couldn't run in a straight line anymore.
5: You just can't focus the same way you used to focus or do the things that you used to do as well.
8: Uh, Can I ask if... Parkinson's disease is affecting your mobility right now on the tour. Are any of you facing any challenges like that at the moment?
7: Uh, definitely. Uh, frankly, you wake up each day and you're not exactly sure mm. how it's going to go.
1: It wasn't a sure bet that they were going to make it. Oh, no. Friends and family were set to fly into Newfoundland for a big party on Saturday. But on Tuesday, their seven-hour ferry was canceled. Oh. Larry caught up with them on Wednesday night.
0: You'll hear Jim Redmond's voice first. We are on Cape Breton Island. It's called the
6: Battery Provincial Park in St. Peter.
0: When you found out the ferry was canceled, what, what did you say? Or what did you want to say out loud?
6: I have no idea what to do right now. My immediate thought was,
0: who do I know owns a plane? I laughed. You laughed. (laughs) How many kilometers have you gone so far?
7: It's uh just so south, south of uh, 8,000. How many do you have
0: to go?
6: Uh, you know what? To be honest, uh, 30, not very many more.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so the the ferry was canceled, and so you booked yeah. another ferry, but it's on the wrong side of Newfoundland, and Labrador. That's right, so, yeah. So yeah. you so have to go all the one, way we around have to the top, and it's a nine hour yeah. drive,
6: yeah. I, so, yeah, we have about hundred kilometers to get to the ferry terminal seven hour ferry run and then 900 on uh, Newfoundland to get to St John's <laughs> I don't we're not counting those kilometers
5: we don't have a berth of course because of the bookings and everything else so we're sitting in a chair
0: um are you guys gonna be okay apart from each other
5: <laughs> I think we will be okay <laughs> I think I need a little time from my wife too.
6: <laughs> I, on the other hand, am going to ask everybody to record themselves snoring so that <laughs> I can get some sleep. Because well, if I don't have that in the background, I'm not so certain I'm going to be able to sleep. I
5: know with Lloyd snoring and you out with your wife in the tent,
7: <laughs> different rhythm. <laughs> we should. There's somebody that we we should be introducing.
6: Hello, Larry. This is Lloyd Taylor. He's from uh, Toronto basically. Uh, and he uh, came out and joined us in Halifax. So he's ridden in uh, Prince Edward Island and uh, a lot of Nova Scotia. Wow. Uh, he has three days in a row. He rode 50 K and today he topped it all off with 78. Nice. Setting,
7: setting an all time record.
6: That's right. All setting all time record. Um, That's amazing. It was a, a very
5: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do do, do you mind if I ask him to read his text to his family?
6: Yeah, so this is what Lloyd wrote his family today. Here we go. Here is the day.
4: Seven hours on the bike. Navigational errors. Hill climbs. Relentless headwind. Downpours. Brush with a car. Flat tire on the bike. Bike swap. Road closure. One lane causeway with no shoulder. Crash. Bloody knee. Road closed again, onto Trans Canada Highway. Still raining. Big trucks back on minor road. Chased by dog. Escaped. Missed meeting support vehicle. Found support vehicle. Day done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it sounds like a delight.
4: It's why I came.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Making memories from an uh, from a insider outsider point of view. You've been there. Uh, some of the time, but not all the time. Uh, how would you describe this? Th- these three?
4: How do you describe these three? I mean, first of all, you give me a chance, Larry, to say for, I, I've been with them for four days now. Um, so this will be about the, I think, the 18th time that I get to say thank you to them. I mean, it's just what they're doing is benefiting the whole community, and it benefits people one at a time. And I'm one person with Parkinson's. And you know, I've been able to benefit from the inside. I've been able to travel with them, listen to them, see the impact they're having on people, ride with them. Um, the 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 gift that this has been to me, it's um, it's just tremendous. It's it's time away from my work and my family, and I was hesitant. And my wife encouraged me to come and and join up for this last piece of it, and. Every day is just an inspiration. It's, uh, you know, it, it almost makes me glad I have Parkinson's.
0: <laughs> That's great. Well, <laughs> Mike, you're like, no, nah, I can do without it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to make it. And then what How do you are like? Do? Oh,
6: uh, well, to be honest with you, I'm going to drink a lot of beer.
7: <laughs> I am going to... Uh, Figure out how to make the rigid riders a uh, something that we can export to other locations. Write documentation and the sort. Nice,
5: Mike. I'm going to see my granddaughter. I
6: think Mike might Mike might have the best plan of all of us. Yeah, to, that's awesome. Uh...
0: You guys have gone almost eight thousand kilometers. What's the most memorable kilometer?
6: Well, Larry, I think the most. Memorable kilometer for me was when um, when I was going home, that last kilometer coming into Ottawa, or, uh, like turning off of the bike path, down the uh, the roads that would lead me to my house, and uh, you know what I my I knew my wife was waiting there for me. So uh, that day was one hundred and eighty kilometers, and uh, that last kilometer to get me home, so that uh, I could see my wife, it was uh, was 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 true, like truly the best kilometer I've ever ridden. Nice,
0: Steve.
7: I'll go for a mem a memorable one. Uh, the other day in New Brunswick, um, I had I had. Uh, set a goal of, of the, the the highest vertical rise I've I've, I've ever done, uh, and the furthest distance I've ever ridden. But the last kilometer was in pitch black, on a country road, with no idea where I was where I was going. Jim and Krista came out and found and saved me and in celebration i rode into a ditch <laughs> um very memorable last yes. 1 kilometer
5: <laughs> it's been so overwhelming it's been day after day after day and it's from one day is like well how can it get better than this and it keeps doing that every day it's um it's life changing
0: yeah i'm wondering how this is going to Change the way you guys move forward with Parkinson's in your life.
6: Oh, you know what? I, the, the, with, oh, yeah. It's um, you know, like I said, I went from spending a year or two on my couch to having horrible relationships with the people in my life, and not and not engaging in with my Parkinson's or not engaging in the community to. Now, being incredibly motivated to keep the momentum that we built in terms of community uh, establishment. Uh, you know, we've met people across the country uh, with, who are sharing their stories with us about their Parkinson's. And I, you know what, I, I need to get back to Ottawa and I need to start a support group uh, so that the storytelling and story sharing uh, can continue.
5: What I think I'd like to see us continue too is we our time sitting with the uh, different groups, um, boxing groups or with uh, Tim's people or or just different things we've been able to do. I like the engagement that we've had with them. Um, the discussions that have gone on, they've been very, very uh, very interesting on both sides. Be part of it and to hear what they're asking and to be able to answer stuff and and again, we're, just from our points of view and in, in our Parkinsons, the engagement has been fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
7: uh, for me, um, I I was uh, awakened to to things that that I I didn't expect to see. Um, you know, that the the statistic about. 80 to 90% of, of people not participating in, in uh, organized support groups is a bit of a, um, um, an ambiguous, uh, ambiguous uh, comment. Um, it, you know, uh, people aren't participating for any number of reasons, but we, we got a chance to, to, uh, to meet some of them and, and to talk to some of them. Uh, you know, they're they're not really open about their, their, their circumstance, but they immediately opened up to us. And we found ourselves in very intimate conversations. Frankly, I didn't expect that we were going to encounter that, that level of personal connection with, uh, with people. And, and it, it tells me that they don't necessarily want to be in seclusion and that they are
0: open to to contact and and uh and connections that's amazing uh that you had that kind of connection uh, and you guys met a ton of people
6: oh my goodness uh even just recently as as uh, Prince Edward Island where there were you know 30 40 people in a Parkinson's support group who were waiting to welcome us uh and thinking that uh We were doing something special for them, mm-hmm. uh but you know we we feel like they were doing something special for us. It's uh, it's it's all of that. We're like we keep on ta- hearing about you know inspiration and inspiring and and how motivation we are. But what what we get in ret- you know in return when we meet these people, we went into Kingston, Ontario, and. There were 20 people lining both sides of a walkway and we rode up in between them and they were they were cheering and, and banging noisemaker sticks and they were so genuinely happy to see us and cheer us on. And uh it was you know what, I, I started tearing up right there. Uh the the questions they asked after, you know, we we just was it was unbelievable.
0: That's that's great. As you think about everything you've experienced, everybody you've met, in Canada, what's, what are the biggest needs that aren't being met? You
6: know what? We're still using the same pill that was developed in the 1960s. So we need more money to go into research. Uh, you know, and we don't have nearly as much, many facilities that will actually help people with Parkinson's in terms of exercise uh, you, you know what, you can't go to one place and get everything you need uh, if you're a person with Parkinson's, and I think that needs to change. And waiting list for neurologists is far too long.
5: Pretty much cross country.
6: Yep.
7: I would add neurologists have to better understand the role of ath- athletic uh, and know what to prescribe and how to prescribe
6: it.
0: You put yourselves out there. You were vulnerable, and uh, you showed that with Parkinson's, anything's possible.
6: It's true. It's true. It, it's. I just feel so much better with how I, I look at Parkinson's now, and my role within a community, and what I can what I can give uh, to to people, and 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 then obviously what you get back uh you know the more you put in the more you get back and it's i'm so uh i'm understanding that now and it took a, a lot of kilometers to get the point but i'm so grateful that i did
0: I'm grateful that you're all in one piece and i wish you all the best hey, thank you so much Larry. Thank, you, Larry.
5: thank you thank you
0: hey lloyd keep them in line they only got a day to go don't let them get hurt or anything
4: I, I, I don't have the power
6: <laughs> he's only he's only one man larry only one man
0: <laughs> good news is they made it had a big party saturday and now they head back home for hot showers hugs and lots of naps i'm sure they've they earned it, it. <laughs> yes. and there's still some research to conclude throughout the
1: whole trip the university of guelph was using Steve as a trial participant.
7: There's there's one study going on now in Guelph uh, that's that seems to have uh, settled on the the fact that uh, cycling or or intense activity of of of, uh, of any sort that that gets your heart rate going um, really really um, can help alleviate some of the symptoms of of uh, Parkinson's uh, and there's a they're studying right now to see whether it can arrest the the uh, development of of, uh, of the uh, disease, which would be awesome news. Um, and I'm participating in, in the, the study with uh, with Guelph um, uh, to to see if uh, you know they took measurements of my my symptoms uh, before we before we started, and they're going to be doing the same afterwards and looking for evidence of disease modification. Uh, and I certainly have my fingers crossed.
1: We'll be sure to update the results of the study when it's released.
0: Crazy. <laughs> Remember, he was shaking and had a number of falls and numbness, and then was diagnosed with Parkinson's in January 2020. After three years, the Prince of Darkness is back. <clears throat> The 73-year-old frontman for Black Sabbath returned to the stage in a surprise appearance in his hometown of Birmingham, England. And it wasn't just a surprise for the fans, it was also a surprise to the band. The concert was caught on BBC Sport. Wife, Sharon Osborne talked about it with her colleagues on her new show in England called The Talk.
8: I love that, he's never lost it, has he? Mm. He's got it there, I mean, it's just there, isn't it? It's, ah. it's absolutely there. How, by the way, how did you keep that quiet? we had to we had no they asked us um six months ago and wow. ozzy couldn't possibly yeah. have done it they saw ozzy was uh, at comic-con and they said all right come on get him <laughs> over and we're like all right and literally it was uh, six days from their phone call to getting in there yeah. and it wow. was just incredible. I
7: thought it was just such an amazing triumph and celebration and, and everything.
8: And I watched it in the front and I was there with you know all the kids in the wheelchairs and kids that were deaf and and it was just amazing because they all knew that Ozzy had been you know not well and they yeah. were like mm-hmm. you know eh, and it was, it was just amazing that if you try hard enough yeah and you believe in yourself yeah. Sharon
0: and Ozzy have returned permanently to the UK, with Ozzy saying, I don't want to die in America, I don't want to be buried in effin forest lawn, referring to a cemetery in Los Angeles. Before we say so long for this episode, we do want to mention that Team PD Avengers was a top three fundraising team in Vancouver for Parkinson's Superwalk, benefiting the Parkinson Society BC. And our team was a top 10 fundraiser among Parkinson Canada Superwalks across the country.
1: Thank you so much to everyone for your support. You helped us spread the word and you gave money. We are so grateful and as are all the People with Parkinson's and their families in British
0: Columbia. It was a great turnout and a ton of enthusiasm. One, two, three, Super One! Okay, one more time, Super One! When life gives you Parkinson's is a curious cast production. Our story producer is Dila Velazquez. Sound design by Greg Schott.
1: The presenting partner is Parkinson Canada. Diagnosed with Parkinson's, you are not alone. Parkinson.ca.
0: Thanks also to our promotional partners, the World Parkinson Congress 2023 in Barcelona, Spain. Oh boy, cannot wait. The countdown is on. Be sure you start making your plans now. Go to WPC2023.org for details.
1: The Michael J. Fox Foundation Parkinson's Podcast, hosted by Larry Gifford. Available on Apple Podcasts and at MichaelJFox.org.
0: PD Avengers, a global alliance of people with Parkinson's, their partners, and friends united to the cause of ending Parkinson's disease. Join now at pdavengers.com. Woo! Go
1: team PD Avengers! Woo-hoo! Spotlight YOPD, one of the only organizations in the world with the singular focus of raising awareness of young-onset Parkinson's disease. SpotlightyOPD.org.
0: And we would really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with someone. The personal recommendations are the most effective way to grow our audience and raise awareness of Parkinson's disease and be sure to click follow 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 Follow, follow,
1: follow, follow. keep positive
0: keep exercising keep listening we'll talk to you next time